The vampire that counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Count Dracula. Oh my God, is that actually why he's called Count? <laughs> no, yes. he's... No, but... He's not Count Dracula, but he's... He's Count... The Count, isn't he? No, I'm talking about the official Dracula. Is he called Count Dracula because of... I sound really silly. Yep, you do. No, Count is just a title. It's... Okay. Oops. <laughs> I feel really stupid now. I genuinely thought you meant, like, Count Dracula. Like, his name was Count Dracula because he counts. The, the Count in Sesame, or in, yeah, in Sesame Street is uh, called Count Von Count. Count Von Count. Well, that's, that's oh, not as good. It should have been left as Count Dracula. Uh, no. Because it's ironic then. It's a funny pun. Like It's already a funny... I'm not, I'm not going through this with you. Why? Because you're... I just don't want to give you more excuses to sound silly. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Movie Explaining to My Girlfriend, a movie rewatch podcast where a movie nerd tests the limits of his long-suffering partner's patience by forcing her to watch a movie and then listen to a variety of useless information about said movie. I'm your host, Connor Quinlan, and I'm joined by my co-host and partner, Andrea Tai. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Connor. Come here, before we get on to the, uh, the film of the week, you left last week's uh, podcast still unconvinced about mm-hmm. Hot Fuzz's brilliance. Yeah, I don't want to go there. Okay, but did you, you you do love Shaun of the Dead? Oh, I love Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, genuinely. Okay. So will you commit now to watching the third in the series? Yeah, and then I'll like, make a decision as to which is my favorite. Because we, God do knows. you know what? I don't think that's ever going to be a podcast episode because I don't love that film. Yeah, I don't think it is widely beloved either. Okay, fair so, enough. Will you commit to watching it in the next week so we can give our listeners the, your just quick opinion of it? Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, but only if we can then watch something of my choice just to kind of balance well, it we out. Always, we always we do. We never do. We always watch a film of your choice. Connor, we never do. I'm pretty sure. No. Like, we I, watch a lot of rom-coms. Yeah, but you choose them. Can we just go back over When Harry Met Sally? That was your choice. When Harry Met Sally is an all-time great. I didn't choose the time we watched Life as We Know It. Starring Josh Duhamel and Catherine Heigl. Okay, but I'm also not the one that chose to put it on again as a comfort movie. Uh, not as a comfort film, something to put me to sleep. <laughs> All right. Okay, fair. All right. So, this week, uh, for episode seven, we're on seventh episode. Yeah. Uh, for episode seven, we are watching the hit Irish film directed by John Carney, Sing Street. A film that we both love and a film that is currently on the Junior Cert curriculum. Yeah. Crazy, right? Which is mad. Like, you pointed out something. We, we've just finished our watch of this film. Yeah, literally like, 10 minutes ago. About that. <laughs> uh, and you pointed out one or two things that were like, really? You're showing this to like 14 year olds? Yeah. But, and it's funny because when I watched it with them in class... I didn't bat an eye, but now yeah. rewatching it when you're kind of putting thought into it, you're like, oh, right, okay. Yeah, like, there's there's one scene, and it's it, you could miss it. I think I missed it the first couple of times. But one scene when the mother of uh, Eamon, the, the bandmate, mm-hmm. uh, the lads are writing a song or they're, they're practicing downstairs, and she's upstairs just putting batteries in her vibrator. Yeah. 
It's very quick. You could it's miss so it. It's so quick, but so... Yeah, brilliant stuff. Like It is. <laughs> Extremely funny film, I have to say. Yeah. C- come here. When did you first watch the film? I watched it in cinema when it came out, and then I rewatched it afterwards. Okay. I adored it. Yeah. Yeah. I missed it in cinemas did you oh it was it was brilliant in cinema i didn't expect it to be as good as it was and i remember coming home then after seeing it with friends and telling everybody in my family to watch it because i knew it would be up their street yeah yeah up their street i I, i'm pretty sure i watched on my own and then watched it with family members about a week later. yeah oh it's brilliant it was it, it is great and it's you know i think irish films are can be really really good really funny like Especially funny, yeah. you know, and there's films that obviously this can be compared with yeah. that we'll, we'll be talking about. But um, yeah, I on this watch, I think I properly, I think I under, underestimated my, uh, my fondness for it. Yeah. Because it's been years. It's been maybe five or six years since I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. And watching it, I was, I was going, I was really admiring the filmmaking, but going, yeah, this is, this is a film that. I, I can see myself watching more and it becoming like... Well, you're going date. to have to now that it's on the junior cycle. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But you, I, I wonder will you kill it. I wonder will you get sick of it, yeah. Watching it in an yeah. environment with students, but, but hopefully it, not. Now, it's one of those things, though, when you look at the junior cert curriculum, there's other films there that, like, if people don't know, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is on the junior cert curriculum as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, that's going to be a tough call if I get yeah. to choose the film in the classroom. Yeah. Connor's very excited because the movie list is fairly good. Like, it's a very oh, it's, good it's, film list. They're really updating it. I think yeah. like Knives Out is on Leaving Cert. Leaving Cert at the moment, yeah. They, they're, they're doing well. They're doing well uh, with the film teaching in secondary schools. But yes, yeah, Sing Street, I think it is a perfect junior cert. It is. Film. It is. I'll, we'll go into the reasons why. Um, will we jump into our hits? Yeah, for film? sure. So go for your number one hit. And if it's not the same number one as, as I have, I would be shocked. Really? Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay, well, mine is the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Obviously. It's iconic music and it's mm. so, like, I don't know that many people that know Sing Street. And like the other day we were with my friends and mm. we played the music and none of them knew it. Yeah, that's and I was weird. like, What? It's a fantastic soundtrack. I, I listened to the soundtrack. Me too. A lot. And it was funny, all those years ago when I met you, you were probably the first person I had met that was like, I love that soundtrack. And I was like, yes. And that's what, what, that's what, what kept us that's here. That's what kept us here. <laughs> um, what's mad though, because I, now I haven't seen once. It's, it's a film that it's, it's been on my list for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think Falling Slowly, as brilliant a song as it is, uh, it, it it was overplayed to the point I was like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to. I don't want to see once yet. Mm-hmm. I will go and watch once. I promise. It's, it's a okay film. Yeah. So I don't it, love it. it. Just looking at, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I think John Carney, the director of Sing Street, Sing Street was his third film. Mm-hmm. He had Once, and then he had Begin Again. Oh yeah. Starring. Oh yeah, they're all Keira quite alike. Knightley and Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Yeah. That's a film I like I've a lot. I've never seen it. Have you not? No. It's one I like a lot, but I remember coming out of it going, I'm not gonna. Watch it again? No, not going to listen to the soundtrack. Oh, okay. And I wonder if I go back now. That's interesting because it's funny because I feel Once is probably, like, it's so beloved, especially yeah. by Americans. We've had this conversation. Yeah. It's adored. And I feel like maybe Sing Street is as well. I, I've met Americans that came to Ireland because of Once. Really? Yeah, yeah. See, I would, want, I would be curious as to whether or not people have had the same mm. fondness for Ireland after watching Sing Street. That's because, it. Because, you know... 
I did feel that a lot of the comedy or jokes were very Irish to the point that maybe people wouldn't get it. Yeah. Um, whereas Once is very broad. Okay. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but well, it's no, much I, broader. I've seen, I've seen Once the stage the, show. The musical, yeah. The musical, yeah. and that was great. And I think I got, got the story. And actually, I know I've told you before, but the night I went to see Once, I went to see it in the Olympia. Mm-hmm. And after the bows, uh, Glenn Hanser came out on stage and he did a rendition of the Owl Triangle, which was like his party piece for like the last 10 years mm-hmm. was him doing Owl Triangle. But yeah, that was quite quite a moment. Um, but yeah, the music of Sing Street is brilliant. I mean, it hits so many different genres of music mm-hmm. going with the storyline, going with the character trying to discover who he is, yeah. you know, jumping yeah. from different fads all for the sure. way through. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's, it's great. Um, what's your favorite song? Um, find you to find you. To find you. Is it to find you? To find find you. My, one Maybe. of those. I love that one, but I also do love um, up. Up is brilliant. I'm between. Uh, see, a, a lot of people love drive it like this, like you stole it. It is such a bop, to be fair. And this time watching, I was like, oh yeah, no, that is brilliant. But before that, yeah, up and brown shoes. Yeah, you've always since I've I always met you, you've shoes. always told me how much mm. you. And it is brilliant, and the scene is incredible. Yeah. But um, I think the one that I played the most over the last few years was definitely Up. And then if I'm feeling a little sad, I'll play to find you because yeah. it's a little bit sadder. And it's gr- it's great to have a soundtrack like that that you can listen sure. to. Yeah. Like independent of the film, it's it's a some really good music. You know. Agreed. Uh, go for your second hit. Um, so my second hit is that there's so many real life th- themes that occur in it. So I'm going to turn into a little uh, Miss Ty here. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, you know, you've got things like religion, divorce, you know, the inability to be able to split up properly because Ireland was so behind the times. Yeah. So, you know, and then you see how awful the priest is towards mm. the boys and you kind of go, oh my God, everything is so backwards. You're not allowed to split from somebody you don't love, yeah. but priests are allowed to treat boys like this in school. What is going on? And yeah. I just, I think it's brilliantly done. And again, I feel like it's something that everyone in Ireland gets and responds to really well. Maybe people outside of Ireland mightn't understand it as well unless they know the history. Mm. But I, I do love that that theme was so kind of, you know, big in yeah. the storyline. Um, yeah. I have pretty much the same no second way. hit as well. <laughs> oh which my is, gosh. Oh God, this is how it's happening now. Um, yeah, I, I said it, it does hit so many different themes. It does, you, yeah. Like you, you talked a lot about religion and you're absolutely right. The education and religion says, mm-hmm. says religious, like um, they the go system. hand in hand here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it also hits some themes, the family dynamics, it's coming of age, it's first love. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it does, it touches on a lot. And I think that's why it is on the Junior mm-hmm. Star curriculum, you know, because you can you can just explore anything. Yeah. And I think, you know, the family, it, I, I didn't appreciate how well it did by doing so little in the mm-hmm. film. Like, you have the parents, the, this breakup is looming over them. So the main character is kind of drawn to his brother more and it's like, that it, but their relationship is stable. I'm focusing on that. For and then sure. when the breakup happens... And you have Jack Rayner in a really good performance. He freaks out. Mm. And you think, no, he's cool as a cucumber the rest of the film. He's going, oh, I don't really care about any of this. And then he has a moment to freak out because, yeah, of course, his parents breaking up is going to affect yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And that's, it's just done brilliantly. Yeah, and, it's really uh, authentic. That final 
card on, on the film the for brothers everywhere oh yeah like that that it hits does home. it is emotional yeah, yeah. for sure uh, go for your third um my third is that i love the direction and camera work okay and i like how in moments when they're like filming their music videos you get to see a little insight mm. as to what it actually looks like through the lens of the camera they're using yeah so i love all of that because it was quite reminiscent i said this to you already it was quite reminiscent of things i would have done when yeah. i was younger i've seen I, some of the videos that i used Andrea to make home videos they as a were. kid there's something else, folks. They're fabulous. What we you should put those on Instagram. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, it, it is. It's directed very well. It's it's really good. Did you watched John Carney's show, Modern Love, didn't you? I did. I watched bits of it and he, I really liked made, it. Yeah, he directed a lot of the episodes, but I think mm-hmm. it was his, the whole show was his yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah, I have to I have to finish it. I, mm-hmm. You really need enough. to watch that episode. If anyone's listening, the they Kid might Harrington it. one. The Kid Harrington one, his Irish accent is phenomenal and yeah. it's such a good um, episode. Like, yeah, it's I, I brilliant. Watch and that. it's based on a true story. So it, is it's, is it's it a COVID that. episode? Am I making that it's, up? I can't remember. Because I've seen a, a clip, episode. I think it was on TikTok, of him. Uh, cycling and there's a guard stopping people from going past yes you were only allowed to travel certain distances or whatnot but the thing that's flawed is there's no masks on the train as far as I remember oh interesting okay I'll have to go back and watch that Um, yeah I for my third hit I said the casting Mm. of everyone yeah it was brilliant the the supporting characters are so again they they give them so so little like to Mm -hmm. work with Mm -hmm. But the actors do brilliant. All the kids they, in the they band. feel real. Yeah, they they honestly, it feels like all of them are just being themselves. I know, to be and like the performances across the board are pretty great. Yeah, but the standouts to me were Don Witcherly as the priest. Yeah, he he is he's a great actor, like excellent. Um, if anyone remembers the RT show year, years ago, Bachelor's Walk, there's a few cast members of Bachelor's Walk, and I if I remember correctly, him and your man Eamon's mother. Yeah. They were like the pairing, the, the love interests okay. in that show. Anyway, Don Witchley, brilliant actor. Um, he stands out. And then the bully. Mm, uh, he was so good. Ian Kenny. Yeah. And his, after, after Sing Street, he got a role in a Star Wars film. Yeah, I actually saw that yeah, in there. Which is crazy. Uh, yeah, I think they just filled out the world brilliantly. They did. And let us focus on the main character. What's his name? Mm-hmm. Connor. The main character is called Connor. Yeah, it's called Connor. So yeah, that was very good. Do you have any other hits? No, that's it. I've got one more. Okay. The authenticity of the all boys Christian brother school. Oh, it was so I I couldn't believe it because I've worked in a boys school. I was going. This is so like. I I went to the boys school you worked in. Yeah, and and I was like, whoa, it's a brothers (laughs) school. And when I was there, there were no brothers left. But mm. it, there's still the religion looming there. For sure. It is yeah. mad. And yeah, watching it. And it, it, even just the insults between the kids the whole way through. Like the casual homophobia, the casual racism that's yeah, just thrown in as insults. Yeah. It, like, yeah, it, it did feel like I was I was, I was getting some uh, Vietnam flashbacks while, <laughs> while watching it. But um, no, it's brilliant. Mrs. Okay. Any misses so, in the film? Yes. And I said this 
so many times throughout mm. the movie. Yeah, and it's the only one I have as well. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't have any others. If, if we're on the same page here, I, I actually can't tell. So are. my failure was the age gap. Yeah. Well, no, I, have, I actually do have two failures. Mm. But my big one was the whole time I was watching it, I don't remember this being an issue for me all those years ago when I first watched Sing Street, mm. but the character Connor and the character Rafina, there's a major age gap there. Huge. And upon looking at, like, online, there's actually six years between them, but she yeah. has such a mature There's supposed face. to be one year. There's supposed um, to be one year, and you can tell. I think if they had laid off maybe the amount of makeup they put on her. But the makeup now was such an important part of it. Of course. Because it had that scene where she t- t- took off her makeup and she's she starts crying. It's yeah. just while they're yeah. singing or something, and it, you see that. And... Then when later on she she tries to pretend to be a different person with other makeup and I think yeah. that it was it was important. It part. is, but again, a huge age gap. That. And mm. he's quite he's baby faced as it is. He still is to this day. You know, mm. we've seen him in Coda. He's quite youthful looking. Yeah. But overall, they just looked like the, I, the whole time I was like, this is really obvious. Yeah. And it Absolutely. was bothering me, and it was taking away from being in the moment a little bit at times. Mm. Although both of their performances were excellent. Her Irish accent isn't too bad. It's, it's good, yeah. yeah. For, oh, before she kind of was bigger in other things, I, I would have she sworn Irish. she was Irish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was a Bohemian Rhapsody. Is yeah. still the biggest thing she's done. For but sure. Yeah. Great Irish accent. But yeah, I agree. I think it, it, it doesn't take me out of it because there is she is supposed to be older. Mm. I know there's six years compared to one year. Is big but even not only is she supposed to be a year older she's supposed to have to be more mature she's oh, supposed yeah, to have gone through a lot yeah that's know? true I guess yeah but I think it was just it was definitely that one thing that was stopping yeah. me because I was like from the get go I was like is she is she like over the age of 18 <laughs> is this about to get a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. dodgy and then when you find out that she's only a year older for ages you're wondering mm. what age he is and yeah. you're like is he 17 is she 18 and, they, they, and then they eventually say that he's I think 16 is it or 15 uh, I, I think remember. he's supposed to be 15 she's supposed to be 16 so when they but that's probably like three quarters way into the film before yeah. they actually mention that so up until that point I was going what's going on yeah. here but you then know? you have the older guy she's kind of seen yeah as and well. he looks about I'll do 22, some quick explaining for people because it's brilliant so the older guy she's seeing is obviously the hot priest from Derry Girls <laughs> he's also Peter Campion I believe last I checked he's also the narrator on First Dates Ireland yeah Wait, that's so mad. just uh, I think people will find that interesting yeah um, do you have any other misses I do yeah now this is one that you may or may not agree with because obviously this was set in a time where this was a big issue um, but having been in a classroom with a group full of boys and seeing how they react to all of this mm. I feel that it it should have been kind of touched on slightly so I felt and I know again it's because it's a it's a film talking about you know the Christian issues you know mm. in the school within the priesthood within even family um, and divorce and whatnot but something that they missed and they constantly were kind of touching on was you know kids coming out oh, yeah. and there's a lot of moments where, um, you know, the guys are putting on makeup and they're trying mm. to be themselves and people are calling their band gay. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. there's... A lot of homophobic There's stars. a lot of yeah. homophobic... Yeah, there is. But my issue with this being on the curriculum is, mm. again, 
I sat through a class one day where this that scene was yes, on. You mentioned this. And yeah. yeah, and what was happening was boys were reacting to that and saying, yeah, yeah they are gay. <laughs> and that is a big issue because it's condoning that behavior. And yeah, especially... It's, it's, that, it's that debate between authenticity and... It is, yeah. And whatever whatever you're trying to get across the message or, or, For or sure. trying to perpetuate the problems. But what I would have done if I was writing this film or directing it even I would have had one character that might have even just hinted at the possibility that oh, maybe they are afraid mm. to come out or maybe they suggest something that yeah. they are gay and within that band they accept him immediately because they're the yeah. kind of group that they're being themselves they don't yeah. mind being authentic and even if you had a moment with that bully mm. seeing that it wasn't okay to call that guy mm. gay or whatever just something to show that it's although it's with that time and yeah. that was a massive issue that if it's going to be on something like yeah. the Irish curriculum um, for young kids um, that it's not okay and we yeah. shouldn't condone this behaviour I and don't disagree with you at all yeah it I, just it was an issue when I was in school yeah. do you know and I was like oh my god this I wish this was written a little bit differently mm. so kids would know that it's not okay yeah do you know 100% no I, I do agree that is a good a good miss to point out um, I'll say this is a, kind of a separate point but all the wearing the makeup and mm-hmm. stuff like that it, I've talked to people that were teenagers in the 80s yeah. and David Bowie was big and everything and these are guys that were going to school wearing makeup because yeah, yeah. they were seen and, it, and they'd thing. get beaten up and stuff but they'd wear it again they'd yeah. keep going because yeah. it's like it's kind of just it's mad though because I feel like you wouldn't have seen that when we were in school oh you won't see it now because yeah. there was a different type of confidence and social media didn't exist and yeah, there wasn't yeah, yeah. you know cyberbullying as such mm. so you probably could you might get beaten up as such but I think sometimes physical abuse mm. you can get past a little bit better than you can with words yeah for and sure. when it's on social media it's there yeah know? no I completely agree good point thank you so let's move on to Connor's movie explaining corner. Yay! Yay. That, we, sh- we should put, put together some kind of theme song for each no. of our corners. Well, yeah, mine. Mine could, <laughs> mine could do with a really good. Yeah, Yours if, needs it. If Dara uh, is listening, and <laughs> write me a theme please. song. Uh, so these are the facts that I fully believe are vital to know to enhance your enjoyment of the film. <laughs> now, I actually struggled to get 10 facts here because mm. it's. I suppose it's a smaller production, an Irish production. There's not as many like famous people going in and out of it and stuff yeah. like that. So, uh, but I, did, I I found enough. So the final song, I pointed it out. Uh, this is the song that is playing when Connor and Rafina are on the boat. Yes, they've just left um, Jack Ryan's character. Brendan was his name. Brendan. Brendan. Yeah. Um, they've just left him and they're on the boat. It's called Go Now. Mm-hmm. I asked you who it's sung by, and you listened for a while, and you did get it. Yes. Who, who sang it? It was Adam Levine. From Maroon 5. So Adam Levine played Kira Knightley's boyfriend in Begin Again. Okay. So he had a relationship with John Carney. Interesting. But that song was written by Levine, Carney and Glenn Hansard. No way. Wow. Yeah. So he's still collaborating. I believe John Carney was in an original iteration of The Frames. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he has the music background and the friendship with Glenn Hansard. So. Very good. Uh, two. So this that song go now. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the lyrics, it's kind of implied. So at at the end when uh, Brendan is saying goodbye to his brother Connor, he gives him a bunch of song lyrics. That he's like, oh, maybe you can turn these into a song at some point. Yeah, they're about a guy and a girl. Blah blah blah. If you listen to go now, 
Oh, it sounds that? like it could be that song. I love that. It's never been confirmed by anyone, but it kind of does sound like that. Oh, I must go back and listen to yeah. it. So, number three, uh, I was going through the credits, and under the thank yous, you had Bono and The Edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were brought in originally to do a lot of music for it. It didn't happen in the end, unfortunately. But Guys, can I just come in here <laughs> and be really honest? It's a really windy day. Yeah. And no matter how soundproofed we are, it's horrific out and, there. And we're not fairly soundproof. We're, we're, we're doing our best. We're very independent here. We have no... Just in case you think yeah. it's a ghost, because that's what I thought it was for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> just in case you hear anything, apologies. Sorry, Connor, go um, on. Yeah, Bono on the Edge. So they could have done music, they didn't. But okay. they were put in the thank yous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number four, also in the thank yous, and I couldn't find a reason for this, Judd Apatow mm-hmm. was in the list of thank yous at the end of the film. Oh, that's know. really interesting. I he wonder why. He could have had a look over the script. He could have done something like that. Wow. We'll never know. Yeah. Uh, this is a great one. So the parents, mm-hmm. Aidan Gillen and Maria Doyle Kennedy. Yes. They played siblings in a TV show from 1999 called Queer as Folk. Okay, I didn't know that. That was, I think that might have been Aidan Gillen's kind of big break. But yeah, there oh. you go. they played siblings back then. And obviously uh, Maria Doyle Kennedy was also in The Commitments. That's how I knew her. There you go. I She's a great singer. She, yeah. Yeah. So she, um, yeah, Commitments, obviously there's going to be comparisons between this film and, and The Commitments. So yeah. that makes sense too. For sure. Uh, a great little fact. Ferdia Walsh Pilo, who plays Connor, his mm-hmm. father went to Sing Street School. Oh, yeah. wow. The real one. Here, so I decided to look up because the scores or the, the, um, the soundtrack is so good. Yeah. How did it not get an Oscar nomination for I know, any of it? I know. But that's the thing. Right. It was the most underrated film. Massive. Nobody talked about it. So the film came out in 2016. So you go to the 2017 Oscars. Mm-hmm. These were the nominees and the winner. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm interested. How Far I'll Go from Moana. Yeah. The Empty Chair. Uh... Sting wrote it for a film called Jim the James Foley Story. Never, Never heard, of, heard it. of it. Um, Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls mm-hmm. by That's a good Justin song, Timberlake. To be fair. Audition from La La Land. Oh, okay. Which another great song. And then City of the Star City of Stars from La La Land wins. Yeah. I think you could replace three of these songs. Mm, for Sing Street songs. For Sing Street songs. Yeah. And if anyone, fact check me on this now, but uh, when Falling Slowly won the Oscar back in the day, it was the only entry in the best song category that wasn't from the film Enchanted. Okay. Or at least three of them were from Enchanted. That's so funny. Which is crazy. But yeah, I, I think a couple of Sing Street songs could get in mm, here. It just wasn't talked about enough. Yeah. I remember it was in cinemas for a couple of weeks Nobody I know would go to see it. I was trying to encourage people and, you know, push them to go, being like, this is an incredible movie. Yeah. And people just And I was one of them. I, I saw it way later. Yeah, yeah. It's mad. Uh, number eight. So, it only won one IFTA. Oh. And that was for Jack Rayner's performance. Wow. Unfortunately, it came out the same year as Room. Okay, so there we go. And Room, I, you know how much I adore that it's film. T- yeah, I love it too. For a film that I've only seen once. Yeah. I adore it. It's, yeah, yeah. it's unbelievable. It is. Um, so I understand that beating most categories. 
uh, if just doesn't have any song category. So okay. that makes sense. Mm. Uh, the film was made for a budget of $4 million. It made only $13.6 million. So mm. not, not massive, but no. like it tripled its investment, yeah. so it made sense. And my new bit of the Rotten Tomatoes Metacritic IMDb scores. Oh, here we with go. The average. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, what do you think? Oh, the thing is, because it's not known, I feel like it's going to be lower. I'm not sure. Like 86. 95. Oh, okay. That's good. Do good. Metacritic, 79. IMDb, 7.9. Okay. So that's an average of the three is 84.3, which I think is good. I think it could get a higher rating. That's quite fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrea's lookalike corner is up next, folks. Here we are. We're all so excited. We are. What, what do people, who do they look like? Oh, stop. Okay, here we go. I actually have a few. I'm actually impressed. I um, and I don't know if that's because... You're impressed with yourself, right? Okay. Well, well, no, I don't know if it's that just every Irish person looks alike or that or that I'm just really good this time. I don't know. But anyways, so Ferdia, who plays Connor. Now, he doesn't look like him or them as such but mm-hmm. uh, I said this to you when we were watching it I was like I'm getting such Bono vibes yeah and I don't know it was just the character but he also reminds me of his son they don't look alike yeah. but it's just there's a vibe so that's the first one the second one and you said you also have a lookalike for this person so Jack mm. Rayner yeah for everything I watch him in I'm like Chris Pratt Chris Pratt Chris Pratt the whole time really? always they did a film together yeah I know that yeah, and I'm right. always like they look like they could be brothers I don't see that Oh my gosh, I always Do you gosh, know who Jack Rayner looks and acts like? Who? Brian O'Driscoll. I do not see Brian O'Driscoll. Do you not? No. I, I think maybe it's more his acting and his voice especially. He's like, he's got the D4 like... Yeah, maybe, maybe voice. Okay. I don't see it, but no, genuinely, go back and put a photo side by side with Chris Pratt and Jack Rayner, and they're very similar. Now, not in this movie because of the hair length. Yeah, but that wig was else, bad. I should have put that into it. Myself. It's not great. a good wig. But I yeah. know <laughs> uh, he's very like him in other movies I've watched. Okay. Um, the next one is Mark McKenna. Oh, and I have a fact about him. Who's Mark McKenna? So Mark McKenna plays plays Eamon, the guy oh, with right. the rabbits. Okay, I've got um, one for him. Do like, you? Go on. Yeah. So, What's your fact about Mark McKenna? You know the book that you read, One of Us is Lying? Yeah. He plays Simon. Oh. The guy that dies. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I haven't watched that. that for anyone now. No, that's in early. Uh, yeah, I watched this, or I re- read this uh, this teen book. It's yeah, yeah, teen yeah. thriller book. He's in that. Okay, yeah. I, I think I did mention to you ages ago, I was like, oh, the actor is Irish. And fair then fair. when we were talking about Sing Street... Ages ago, I made the connection and I said it, but very quickly. Fair play. So, um, anyway, that was a big Netflix show. Fair play. It, it was, yes. But now he's dead in it for the majority. Oh yeah, of it. that makes sense. But still, he does, he still. does pop up, and he's yeah. really good. Um, so he reminds me, and you're probably going to have to look this guy up because he's mm. not in that many things that I'm aware of. But Liam Aiken. Okay, do you know the name? I do know the name. So. You might know, have you ever watched a series of unfortunate events? Yeah. You know, the older brother. The film, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the oldest brother. That's weird. I, I I, can just about remember the older brother and I'm like, yeah, I can yeah, see this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think he's in something else as well, like Cats and Dogs. One of those old 2000s movies. But okay. he was like known for a series of unfortunate events. Well, I think um, Mark McKenna, and it's funny because you said Freddie Walsh Peele looks like Bono. I think Mark McKenna looks like a young the Edge. Yeah, actually. If you, if you find pictures... You're of not wrong. Head. You're not yeah. wrong. Which I, might might have been on purpose. Yeah, for sure. You know? Who yeah. knows? 
Um, my final lookalike, and I said this too, <laughs> was Ian Kenny, who plays Barry the bully. Yeah. He looks like Ed Sheeran. If Ed he Sheeran looks just like went a through something, Ed Sheeran. He <laughs> yeah, really does. he really does. Um, and I'm not just saying Are he's got red hair. I'm not being ginger, like, Whatever it is, yeah. racist. <laughs> it's not ginger. Racist. I don't know. I don't have a word ginger for it. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Okay. That's great. We have Alex's review. She actually watched a lot of the film with us. But and before the film. Before the film, she had, a cri- she had some criticism. But when she was watching it, she was fully laughing out loud. She was. She was into it. She, uh, but the, before the film, we asked her what her opinion <laughs> of it was. What was it? Oh, it's too Irish or something I, I like that. I hated how Irish it was. Yeah, and yeah. she, no, but she says that about anything that's Irish, except for Father Ted. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah anything yeah, yeah. other than Father Ted is too Irish. Like, yeah. don't don't put it on. She hates Dairy Girls because it's too Irish. Yeah, go um, on, Alex. Very yeah, clear. she's so wrong. Uh, so, movie spanning questionnaire. Mm-hmm. Ten quickfire questions for both myself and Andrea to answer. Yep. So let's get through this quickly. Favourite performer of the movie. So I struggled with this because I was like, oh, Lucy Boynton is so good. And I think Ferdia was great as well. But for me, I do think that Don Witcherly did an amazing job of playing such a disgusting mm. character. I mm. really... And it's so funny because he plays such a dopey priest in Father Ted. For yeah. anyone who's watched it, he plays... Is it Father Cyril? Cyril? Yeah, he, I think he's Something. Cyril. Yeah, I yeah. think it's Cyril. And um, he's so... He's like... I think he's meant to be... Similar to Dougal Maguire in it, he's meant to he be is. like. Oh yeah, he's the. Isn't he? Yeah, this Craggy Island and. and uh, oh, I can't remember, guys. Sorry. But anyways, yeah, he's from the other island, and he's he's yeah, meant to be really dopey he as well. He's so, a brilliant actor. Yeah, if anyone, I've seen him on stage. I've seen him. He's many phenomenal, times. but he did. I feel like those roles are really hard to play, especially when and make know, an impact as well. Yeah, especially again when you know that those things actually were happening. I will say the scene when. He's like, come into my private bathroom thing. I was like, where is this going? Oh, that's so dark. Like, I mean... But I think that was being suggestive for a reason. Oh, it absolutely was. But I don't know if the film needed that. I um, think it did, though. Did because you? it stops there. It doesn't drag us down it's any further. It's great there, yeah. But I think they needed to put that in to show, well, this could have happened. Yeah. Or something could have happened God. in that bathroom. Very you never dark know. altogether. Yeah, I know. Um... Great. I if I have to go for an actor, I'm going to say my favorite performer was Jack Rayner. Yeah, he was very good. And I, I think he was great. And yeah. I've seen him in many things, and not many of those were comedies. Yeah. Or at least his role was kind of comedic, and mm-hmm. he was brilliant. Um, but I I did go for Gary Clark and John Carney for the soundtrack. Yeah, it's an amazing soundtrack. I, I think can't. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Quote to live by. Um, <laughs> I've got a great one, and this is something you definitely should live by. But you go first. I just said, "That's what love is: happy, sad, <laughs> happy, sad." It's that is true. Yeah. It's, it's so. Um, it, it just caught me. I was like, "Oh gosh, yeah, yeah that, it can't be happy, sad." I went for something a lot less serious. Mm-hmm. You can't put rabbits on your bed and not expect them to shit on your bed. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's true. Yeah, the character aiming at his love of rabbits and is it's, brilliant. Honestly, it's the first time I watched it and noticed it. Yeah. I was like, Connor, he has rabbits everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. And when he's asked, what is it with you and rabbits? And he says, I just love them. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a brilliant little quirk. Excellent. Favourite scene? Um, my favourite scene is, the. it's near the start when he's singing lyrics to his parents fighting. And he's like repeating oh, what they're brilliant. saying. I thought that was really well done. And I like, well, I actually love the brown shoes yeah. scene. Um, brown shoes scene is my the, one. At the dance, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's excellent. But yeah, what, 
something you pointed I can keep going back talking about the themes of this film now yeah. big time but how it starts with him singing the lyrics of his parents mm-hmm. fight and the film really is how how do you deal with something like a breakup it, like a lot of artists hear mm-hmm. their parents breaking up and they revert to some kind of music or whatever it is mm, or writing to deal with it to deal with it and yeah. it, it, it gives you that straight away yeah for sure uh, I agree well with you off. and yeah. it's, it's done comedically so yeah, yeah. you're not quite sad for him you're kind of going this is brilliant do you know yeah so recasting the film so I'll, I'll go quickly first because I I wouldn't actually change anyone I think mm, overall it's pretty great I will say I'd love roles in it for people like one or two more kind of Irish Hollywood stars like Brendan Gleeson mm. Michael Fassbender you know like get these guys in as a couple of the priests or something like that yeah um, a few big names especially yeah. to to give it the exposure that it deserves I think Jack Rayner was the biggest name there yeah and I think if you did have someone like Brendan Gleeson just as a background priest yeah. and even just have him on the front of a lot of the covers when it's being advertised mm. more people would have known about it and I think that's probably why it didn't do as well as we would have liked because a lot of those actors weren't as well known yeah yeah but I don't again I wouldn't change do you have anything for that at all (laughs) I I just said because I I, I don't think I could change anyone I thought it was really good but I was like maybe Alicia Weir could could be in some (laughs) remake in 10 years down the line (laughs) Alicia Weir in case you don't know she's she's in the Matilda she is Matilda um, she is Matilda in the new musical film yeah. And she's from Dublin and she's yeah. an unbelievable act, little actress. Like very Maybe they good. could do a girl, like a feminist version of this. Feminist and she version. cast her as Ferdy as role. I don't know. <laughs> that, that, that would be good. Uh, uh, phone watch. How often were you tempted to pick up your phone? Not at all. Not at all. Uh, yeah, great film. Yeah. This film made me want to watch... Coda. I have Coda. Do you? I also have the commitments. To be fair, I, yeah. I can't... So guys if you haven't seen Coda it won Best Picture a couple years ago it's and not many people have seen it which yeah. is mad and Freddie um, is really good in it yeah it, he's he's great yeah lots of good music in that one yeah for sure but the commitments there's obviously yeah. so many parallels between, between them to be fair if I'd made that connection I definitely would have wanted to watch that one as well yeah but I just didn't think of it yeah. oh great film mm-hmm. could this be a West End musical yes <gasps> are you going to say no 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 in 2019, there was an off-Broadway production. Yeah. Uh, successful enough. Yeah. Ran for a few months. John Carney again worked on it. Um, Enda Walsh wrote the stage play. Mm-hmm. He also wrote the once stage play. Okay. Uh, so it ran for a few months. Went, went fine. It got revived in Boston in 2022. That's the last we've heard of it. I want to see it. I, I will, yeah. I want to see I it. I think it's going to be great. That. Yeah. Uh, what is the MCU connection? So I... <laughs> you mixed I, up someone, I think. Because the other day you said to me, oh, there's a really obvious one. Because yeah. I was worried. I was going, I don't think there is an obvious one to this. But what, who did you think? I, I think I, I thought Chris Pratt was in, in this movie. <laughs> 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 and I was like... I just yeah. immediately imagine Jack Rayner being in Marvel and he's I don't know if he is he's not and I think that's where my brain went okay fair enough yeah no no, none of the actors okay um, I started having to go through the crew again and I was yeah. going through so many crew members and then I remembered I remember going to an MCU film before mm. and what waiting to the end of the credits because I'm an MCU fan that's what we do mm-hmm. and towards the end it had the Irish 
uh, emblem, the harp, came up with, oh, with yes. whatever. And I was going, what is that? Why, why is that? And it's, it was something to do with taxes. So it's like, oh, something had to be made in taxes. In Ireland, there's a few visual FX companies yeah. that Marvel outsource work to. So I looked into the visual effects and sure oh enough, gosh. about four, well, no, more, sorry. I just picked out four have yeah. worked on Marvel films. So you have Catherine Arndt worked on Endgame and Infinity War. Ed Bruce worked on Wakanda Forever. Ricardo Gambi worked on Civil War. Uh, Ronan Gantley worked on Captain Marvel and Black Widow. There's going to be loads of them. But yeah, that's the connection between things. Connor, you have a problem. I know. I can't believe you went to that effort just to see if there was a Marvel connection with an Irish film. I've, I've made my bet here that there's a Marvel connection to most films. Oh God, that was, like, I'm so sad right this, now. This category, it, it can't die only on episode seven. I have to keep it going. <laughs> all right. How many stars are you giving Sing Street? Four and a half. And it lost half a star for me just with that whole kind of the debate over kind of if could it have been done better. Yeah. But I love it. Like, I, I really, that's genuinely the only Yeah, thing. if I have to lose half a star for anything, it's that. I yeah. did give it five stars, but like... Again, they they chose to be authentic. They did, and I I appreciate that. But again, it is just a thing of mm, well. Did they expect this film though to be for on Juniors? But then again, who then who chose for it to be on the curriculum? I think if there's a reason to lose half star, that is a very good reason. Yeah, yeah. Would you watch it again? Yes. I think this has to become on my like yearly rotation. I think it's in my top ten movies of all time, and I I know that's a massive thing to say. It's just the music has has done something it's, I love it so much wonderful. I think there are massive musicals that don't have as good music yeah I think oh, of things sure. like The Greatest Showman I don't think the music is as good yeah. as Sing Street um, this one is it's fantastic yeah. and if you have not watched it please please yeah do watch Sing Street and support Irish films yeah uh, I mean in the last few years we've obviously had some great success in Irish films yeah and I think this uh, on Colleen Kuhn that yeah. needs to be watched. One that's underrated is herself. Oh, herself. That was incredible. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh guys, search out herself. I remember us going yeah. to the center. That, that killed me. Yeah, it was extremely emotional and not talked yeah. about enough and it, it's an important topic so yeah. it needs to be talked about. Guys, support Irish films. We're, we're gonna... Uh, we're good. We're creative. We're, we're doing class. great. Um, yeah, I think, I think every now and again we need to make, put an effort to put an Irish film into this podcast. For sure. So, I agree. Great stuff. Smarminess meter. How smarmy was I on this episode? I don't know if I can judge you because I think I got a little smarmy as I well. Think, I think you overtook I think me. <laughs> I And I, I think know. that's fair. Did I? Yeah. I think I just like threw one fact at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you started movie spinning. It was crazy. Uh, but it's a great film that we both love. I don't think you're yeah. going to... Uh, break up with me for being smarmy over this one no I, I actually think I like you a little bit more because you Boom. like this movie so much we all did some of the damage from Interstellar and Hot Fuzz yes stuff. thank god okay so thank you so much for listening folks that is all from us that's our seventh episode so we are an independent podcast please we need support as much support as you can give uh, there are three ways that you can do this Follow us on Instagram and share our posts. You can share podcast episodes to your Instagram stories, to Facebook, to wherever you want, across your social media, with all your friends and family. Please share, 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 share. Uh, Two, subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you listen to your podcast. And three is to go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and write, hopefully, a hugely positive review. It helps massively with the algorithm and allows us to be discovered more easily. So next week, 
we've chosen a film that like when we when we came when I came up with it and I said it to you you were excited and I'm delighted because it, it's a film I've loved since I was a teenager the film is as good as it gets but uh, starring Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt and Greg Kinnear it's on Netflix mm-hmm yeah. So, so now is your time to watch it. Go watch the film ahead of listening to next week's. And it, it's such a great film. I think we're going to have a couple of moments in that one mm-hmm. where similar to this, we're like, oh, that hasn't aged well and it's not a great message. But I still think overall it's a it's a pretty great film. So, yeah, I can't wait to rewatch that with you. Me either. Yeah, it's cool. a great movie. As good as it gets next Friday. Uh, this episode, <clears throat> this episode was excellently. Oh. <gasps> And perfectly produced. Sorry, I got some backlash from Andrea last week because apparently I always go, oh, the episode was produced and edited by Andrea Ty. And then our brilliant theme song. Yeah, so I am free time. overcompensating. So the episode was excellently and perfectly produced uh, and edited by Andrea Ty. Thank you, Connor. Thank you so much for everything you do behind the oh, scenes. God, that was that so condescending. Ten minutes that you spend working on it. <laughs> <laughs> And our brilliant, amazing, wonderful, fantastic theme song was written by Dara O'Brien and performed by Dara O'Brien and Kathy Gardner, who have put a lot more work into writing that theme song than I think Andrea has in the post-production of this. Yeah, but I have to prepare for every podcast every week. They just did that theme song once. They spent a weekend working on that for sure. Remember when you said that we had kind of redeemed ourselves? I undid all that. Yep. Okay, we'll hopefully see you guys next week. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Don't know. Goodbye. Bye. I'm still in the process of editing, and you're I, already I you've already moved on to, to the explain. next thing that you're going to. I there didn't has go to, be, to explain it, did I? No, but I there just has let you to know be. it was football stuff, so I don't need to go on. About no, it. but you were like, oh. you were like clearly moaning, so I'd ask you what was wrong, so no, you could I, go and tell me. I was laughing. Well, you were like, oh. okay, will I tell you? No. Okay, then what are you going on? Because about? you're so annoying. <laughs>